Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. All right, you guys, we're diving in with a good one today. And it is an episode with a guest, which I adore her. Andrea Kissling is my guest today, and Andrea is dropping some wisdom. You guys are in for it. She's having you really, really assess, have you ever thought what your values are? And if you know what your values are, do you look at them when you set goals for yourself? Are you constantly chasing this idea of success and never feeling fulfilled in whatever realm? Maybe it's professional, maybe it's personal, Maybe it's spiritual, who knows? But she is really asking the question, is that because you don't know what your values are and are you living a life that is unaligned from that? And that is what's holding you back. That's what's keeping you stuck. She shares a really, really interesting, I'll say, I don't want to give too much away. I want you guys to hear it, but an interesting story of what she was told she should be doing in her life and how she knew she was meant for so much more. And quite honestly, she knows you are too. And she's not going to let you sit and play small when you are meant to be large and be worthy and deserving of all of it. So I hope you enjoy the wonderful, wonderful words that Andrea has to share with each and every one of you. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm very excited for you all to meet my guest today. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Megan. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for the invitation. I am honored to be part of this podcast. Well, you sum up very, very well the women that I want to speak to and represent and the women that you help. So it's a perfect fit for both of us, I think. Fantastic. Well, I am excited. Good. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. So, um... Just a, a quick, um, a quick little bit about what I do. Um, I am in the coaching space, and I help women and business owners gain control, clarity, and simplicity, but most importantly, achieve their vision. So, um, just a just a little summary of what I do. But I will share a bit of um, a backstory of how I got to that point. Um, I grew up in West Virginia, a super small remote town with not a ton of options to aspire to outside of the traditional, you know, doctor, lawyer, teacher. Um, And I always knew that I wanted to work with people, um, maybe speaking or somehow inspiring people, et cetera. But I really had no idea how that would translate to a paycheck. So I, I truthfully just didn't have any idea of what I wanted to do. Um, But when I was a freshman, I was really excited because there was an opportunity to take an aptitude test. Um, And I was hoping that this would help me determine, you know, what I should do with my life. So I was especially excited because this test not only included, you know, what my interests were, but it was a skills and knowledge test too. So I felt like it was pretty comprehensive and 
um, hopefully would return the answer to this massive question mark <laughs> in place of what my future plans were. Um, so I took the exam and I waited for the results. And remember, once my teacher passed out the results, I was so excited to open that envelope. And I remember scanning the page as fast as I could. And I finally saw this giant colored text that showed, you know, where my skills and knowledge and ability best matched with, dun, 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 <laughs> truck driving. <laughs> <laughs> truck driving. So yeah, truck driver. Oh, um, yeah, exactly my response. So, and of course, no disrespect to truck driving. That's a very respectable career. Uh, it's just that, you know, there were many things that my 15 year old self had in mind for my future. <laughs> and I'm, I'm truck, driving. truck driving was not on the list. It was not on the list. Um, <laughs> not even close to the list. So, um, you know, initially I was pretty disappointed because I had a lot writing on this result and obviously truck driving was <laughs> nowhere close to an interest of mine. Um, so I just laughed it off with my friends, but before I left school that day, I remember that I shared my results with my teacher. And again, I mentioned that, you know, I'm from a really small town and the same was true with my school. It was super small. So this teacher was someone that I had known for a while and she knew me pretty well. Um, so instead of laughing or finding it ridiculous as I expected her reaction to be, instead she said, I could see that. And that response totally took me by surprise. I mean, honestly, it, it just took the wind out of my sails and my confidence took a major nosedive after that because I really started to question, you know, why I thought I'd be so good at this people-facing role when someone I respected and viewed as really smart thought I'd be better suited for something like truck driving, um, quite literally the opposite of my ideal path. So, you know, I'd be lying if I said that didn't make me question really everything about my future and myself and you know i mean you know you know how that is like when we're young we're, we're pretty vulnerable to someone that we respect their opinion of us um so yeah sometimes it's kind of it's it's a bit dangerous for us to place all of that um you know weight with with an outside opinion and of course retrospect is 2020 and it, it was silly that i did but you know as young people we're impressionable like that so Fast forward um, several years, I eventually graduated college with a very safe and boring degree of psychology. Um, and I still had no idea what I wanted to do. So I bounced around to nearly every industry chasing this idea of success. Um, I went from personal training to selling insurance to um, you know, getting a real estate license to teaching community college classes um really just both ends of the spectrum until i met this man at my last job um and when i started there he'd already been there for almost 40 years and he was nearing retirement um i knew that because it was almost all he talked about outside of work and um he was the kind of person who you know had like this big red sharpie and at the end of every day he would make a big x right on the day that he finally completed <laughs> you know the type um before he would head home and um he shared with me once that he loved art and he couldn't wait to retire so he could finally air quote start living his life you know and 
he had mentioned one time in a conversation because I was always the type of person that, you know, wanted to know more about people and, and their stories and interests. And so he shared with me that uh, during retirement, he had hoped to do things like inner contests, uh, sell some of his pieces, or he was actually interested in even opening a local gallery. So that was just a really brief conversation we had at one point. And like I mentioned, he stayed in his job for nearly 40 years because it was safe and he could retire at, a, at an early age, early-ish age. And he got a pension. And even though he found it um, mind-numbing, he used that phrase, he was good at it. And he earned a decent paycheck and it kept him right there. So finally, I remember it was his retirement date and you know we had a big party for him. This was literally the day he had dreamed of for almost 40 years. And I didn't know him very well, so I hadn't planned to stay you know, updated on his life. But two weeks later, we got an email from HR with news of his passing. Oh my gosh. Right. He died eight days after retirement of a massive heart attack. It's crazy. And I just started thinking about how, you know, he worked 40 years for eight days. And that made me think about how much his life would have been different had he known he only had those 40 years, you know, and I bet he wouldn't have spent it doing something he did not enjoy. So this, this kind of changed a lot of things for me. And I started really looking at my own life and how my current trajectory wasn't going to give me any of the things I really wanted or the opportunity to share, you know, what I felt I was good at. So I started to consider, you know, what the world would look like if everyone was able to live their dream or use their unique ability. Um, if everyone did the job they were created to, they were created to do, or if everyone was fulfilled and purposeful, how this world would be so different. And, you know, most of all, I, I wanted to try to understand how I could figure it out for myself. Um, and the idea of helping other people figure it out was pretty exciting to me. So through a lot of prayer and soul searching, um, I learned about values and which I define as, you know, the things that are most important to us. And honestly, that became the answer to all the questions I couldn't answer. And, you know, the important thing about values is they tell us how we define success. Um, when we have all the things that are most important to us, we become successful. And that's something I wish I would have known much earlier in my life, because it isn't always about money, fame, or status, or, you know, other things that the world calls success. Sometimes it's about health or community relationships, etc. Sometimes those are the, are the most important things to us. And if we're working for what's most important to us, and we have that, then we become our own definition of successful. And that's also how we become purposeful and fulfilled, motivated, and just like plain happy. So this idea of values became an incredible discovery because they guide our lives in nearly every way. So when we understand what drives us, we are willing to do anything to get that. And it has become a pretty powerful way to shape our goals and I use this a lot in my, in my business. So designing your life to reflect your values is how we express our true selves. And there really isn't a truer way 
to live happily than being our true selves. So this whole discovery of values really seemed like, yeah. I'm just um, like in awe, like jaw dropped. Like, I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's really, it's, it's really powerful. I mean, values in and of itself is just like this insane discovery that I, that I've made. But as I have started looking more for values, I'm seeing it everywhere. Um, and it became the, the huge driver behind making the biggest change in my life, you know, which was jumping off that hamster wheel and into a lot of uncertainty, but it was also what made me feel alive and purposeful. And so it was totally worth it. So, you know, I feel pretty certain that the outcome of all of this would have been, you know, I, I think drastically different is a safe, is a safe way to describe it. If when I shared those results with my teacher, she would not have reacted at all to the truck driving thing. And instead she might've asked me, you know, what are your values, Andrea? What's most important to you? And I would have likely answered, you know, inspiring people. And she could have said, something like then what can you do that would give you that and that would have changed a lot for me probably <laughs> uh, it makes me mindful of how you know I can do the same thing with my kids or um, people that I feel like I can be an influence on you know certainly help them try to understand what their values are um, and, and help them honor those values um, but it also wouldn't have have I wouldn't have had the ability to experience all the growth that happened during my journey of figuring it out, which is what brought me to, you know, discovering this work of coaching and helping, um, helping me help so many other people that needed to figure out the answers to the same question. So that's kind of how I arrived at, at where I am today, uh, through a very interesting journey that thankfully, well, thankfully for me did not, did not end up being truck driving. <laughs> I so much admire your tenacity and I really relate. I feel like there are moments in my life that I can very, I call them my pivot moments, a handful mm -hmm. of moments where I made a choice or a decision and the trajectory of my life completely changed. And honestly, a lot of them were fueled by somebody telling me no, or you can't, or kind of, mm -hmm. yeah, you can play small and you can be a truck driver and me kind of even as a really small child being not using these words, but I'm kind of like, uh, F you like watch me. Like, I don't exactly. I know, like you said in the beginning, like you're aspiring to be more like, you knew that fire was in you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love, I love the, the idea of honoring that fire within us. And I know that as young, impressionable, you know, kids like th that might not be the the verbiage that we use but it's certainly you know i can look back on myself and, and know that i had that in me i just didn't know how to articulate it mm -hmm. um but i still think that it's important for us to realize what kind of influence that we can be on other people and to help you know our children our students or whomever we could possibly be influencing to pull that out of them, you know, what is it that, that lights you up? What, what is it? And, and then how can you honor that? And how can we encourage people in our lives to honor their values? Because when we know our values, you know, we understand what success looks like to us, what happiness looks like. And honestly, it's just a path to, to setting us free. And I love 
also when you're talking about, you know, you said you were chasing success. I just, I don't feel, and you, this is my opinion, so totally correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, I feel if we're chasing something, that's not, well, one, it's not going to give you success. And two, that's not meant to be, that's going against the flow. And this is like forcing what we think should be versus honoring your values, honoring what you do feel aligned with. Yeah. I love that perspective, Megan. I think that's such a powerful way to look at chasing um, because you're right. It's, it's going against that flow and what's coming naturally if we're feeling like we're chasing something. So yeah, I, I love that perspective. Where did the beginning steps of that come into then of saying, okay, I know that this is what lights my fire. I know this is what aligns me, but how do I start? I'm scared. This is a relatively new career path that if somebody would have told 15 year old you that you would have been like, well, I don't even know what that is. Or how do you describe what you do? Mm-hmm. Like where do yeah. those pieces even begin to start? Yeah, I think for me, it started a lot later than I wish it would have. I certainly wish I could have gotten here a lot, a lot earlier because, you know, there was a lot of learning that had to happen within me um, before I got to the place that I am. But I really think it's just about being honest. And I also think it's about, you know, just seeing it for what it is. Like for me, I was forcing so much in my life. I mean, I was at one point selling insurance and making a healthy paycheck doing it, but it felt like an itchy sweater, right? Like it was, it was like nice. I mean, I, I liked it, but also it just, it was super uncomfortable and I didn't enjoy it when I was doing it. I knew in me that it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. So I think when I finally got honest with myself and realized that I was not excited to get up, you know, out of bed in the morning and and go sell insurance, that is not what I was created to do. That was not, that's not what's in me. Then it became really obvious to me that I needed to figure it out. And a lot of times for me, I so quickly would jump at another opportunity. So that's why I found myself, you know, in all these different roles so, so quickly, you know, in a period of like eight years, I was in four or five different career paths. And I found myself, you know, licensed real estate um, agent, a licensed insurance seller, you know, I had personal training um, certificate too. And it was like, I was going, I was working really hard at each one of these different, um, these different careers. And I was going to the very end by getting, you know, all the licenses and certificates, etc. And it felt like that was success for me. But at the end of the day, when I'm in these roles, I, I did not feel like I was fulfilled by any of them. So it really took the time for me to just be like, look, like jump off that hamster wheel and take a step back instead of just jumping into something else. What is it really that I should be doing? How can I spend my, my life in a way that someday, you know, on my deathbed, I can say, I don't have any regrets or I can say, I truly did the work that I was meant to do. And also sitting back and saying, I I feel like we've tried to fill ourselves, especially as people who are highly driven and overachievers, that we are more successful or we can gain that, fill that void by saying, but I'm going to get another certification. I'm going to get some more initials to put behind my name. I did that personally. And it was like, well, I better get a master's degree because that will give me, that will make me 
worthy and valuable of something. But in the end, I was like, but I don't, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's busyness. And it's just, it's just, you know, filler, honestly, because it, it is, it's the natural next step is, you know, get the degree, get the, get the license, get the certificate, whatever. Um, and that feels successful. It feels like what you're supposed to do, but it's just, it's just a filler and it's only for us. It's only supposed to pacify us, right? Because at the end, what is that worth? If it doesn't mean anything to us and it's not important to us, then, you know, you start to question why, why are you working towards something? Why are you spending your precious resources of time and money and effort towards something that is not the most important thing to you. It's really exciting too, that we're actually living in a time where we can have these conversations. I think it's something that we're very privileged. Our generation has taken steps to evolve and to grow and to cultivate this, where we can say this, you know, I can do this work or I can do this, or I'm not going to fit into conformity of a box to say, this is what success means. It's, having options like you do, Andrea, to have somebody to help you with that and find truly for you what that path is that you want to follow. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to look at it too, Megan, because um, you're exactly right. I mean, this is, this is a great time to be alive and there's so much opportunity. Opportunity is everywhere. And I love the creativity that I see happening all the time where people are figuring it out. You know, it's not like we have to be in those golden handcuffs anymore. You know, when we have a really nice salary, but we, we hate our jobs and what we're doing and there's so many options and we can really do whatever we want to do. If, if you believe in that concept, then you, you really can. Well, and it just really sticks with me too the story that you shared of, and this is kind of the cliche story that we hear, but of the man that you worked with, do I want to work for 40 years crossing off each and every day of just this massive countdown to, mm -hmm. I don't know what's guaranteed tomorrow. I don't know what's guaranteed in two minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And it's just, yeah, that's, that's the, the, you know, the unknown of it all is we, we don't know and we, we're not guaranteed even retirement, uh, let alone how much time in retirement. So it's just, you know, we're, we're given right now. We, we have right now. So, uh, you know, my, my thoughts there, are we have to do the best we can with what we have. And for a lot of us, that means making a change. And that is a tough, a tough space to be in, you know, knowing that you have to make a change. Sometimes that's hard to do, but it's also our responsibility. Um, our happiness and our satisfaction is our responsibility. Mm. Yes. Can you print that very, very large for everybody? <laughs> it is really the only thing that we can control. We don't have control over anything else other our actions and thoughts and behaviors. It's just us. Yeah, absolutely. Do you find that that fear are the women's number one objection that you work with? Yeah, you know, I think it boils down to fear. Yeah. So I would agree with that, Megan. It, it's it is. It's, it's fear of failure, fear of the unknown, fear of rejection. I mean, it all boils down to some kind of fear. Um, so yeah, I, 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 would, I would think I could answer that pretty confidently. Yes. What are your words then when somebody comes with that, <clears throat> whether it's straight out, I'm afraid of failing or whether it's a nice curated story that they've 
woven mm-hmm. for themselves and truly believe I'm not diminishing anybody's because I sure. live fear role really, really well in life. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great question. I always have them play it out. So, okay, I am terrified that I will, you know, try something new and I will fail. I will fall flat on my face and I'll be embarrassed. Okay. So, so let's, let's play that out. So, okay. You try that something new and you fail at it. Then what, you know, and have them go there, um, have them, have them actually think about what would happen if their greatest fear was realized. A lot of times when we do that, we realize it's not that bad. I've done the same thing too. I, a coach had me do it and I do it with the ladies that I coach too. It's just go to the biggest, most exaggerated, huge, huge, huge place <laughs> with it. And ultimately, is it that bad? And if it is, are you, you know, are you alone? Like if it's mm-hmm. financial fear, if it's whatever, like at the end of the day, you're you're strong. Like you're here for a reason. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Yep. You're exactly right. And also asking the question, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, you know, we have this, this big dream that we want to realize, you know, we want to materialize that dream and there's a fear that's getting in our way. So when we go to that fear, we play that fear out. And just like you said, Megan, like, let's make it like worst case scenario. Like let's look at the worst thing that could happen here. And they look at that and they realize, yeah, that would be really bad. Like in the cases that they do, because a lot of times it's okay. I could deal with that. I could handle it. But in in some cases where they're like, yes, this would be terrible. Then we really have to look at, would it be worth it though? If you were to overcome it or, you know, if this were to happen and it was really bad, is it worth giving up your dream for? And sometimes when you put it in perspective like that, you know, it really helps people realize that you know what, this is the most important thing to me. And maybe I will have to deal with some kind of pain or temporary uh, discomfort, but this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm working for. So, you know, it just helps put things in perspective. Do you have tools or guidance that you give people when you're saying, here, find your values. What are your values? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I do, um, I do this talk quite a bit actually, um, where I take people through this illustration of how to, you know, come up with your values first of all. And we create this T chart, um, on one side is values and the other side is goals. And so you write down under each column values and then your goals. And so we start by looking at your goals and, you know, listing out, let's say your top three goals. So looking at number one goal, when you have that goal, we actually will do um, this, this illustration where you map the outcome of that goal to a value on your values column. So you can really clearly see which of my goals, which are the things that I'm working for, what will that give me? And if you're looking at that you know, sheet of paper where you've done this exercise and all of these goals are mapped to multiple values, then all of those goals, I mean, that's a great indicator that those goals are healthy goals because they're helping you get the things that are most important to you. Unfortunately, what happens most often, we're looking at that little T-chart and looking at the goals column and none of those goals are mapped to any of their values on that list. And so we realize, you know, it's just, it's very, it creates a lot of awareness here because some people are like, oh, you know, 
shoot, I, none of the goals that I'm working for are actually going to give me the things that are most important to me. And that is a pretty powerful exercise. That has to be a pretty rude awakening to open your eyes. And <laughs> yeah, sometimes it takes that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and nobody's, like you said, I mean, you grew up and so many of us grew up doing the same. Like, here, take this aptitude test or follow the path and that's what it's going to be. Nobody asked, what are your values? What are you, I mean, I'm sure that probably wasn't on the test that you took or a concept <laughs> that so many of us don't even think that we should assess. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And I'm a huge advocate and proponent of having that values conversation, especially with people, young people, because what we see now are there are so many people that are in jobs that they don't love or they're feeling, you know, not purposeful or fulfilled by, you know, for whatever reason. And almost always we can map that back to values. You know, their values are not being honored or fulfilled. Um, and, and nobody knows about values exactly to your point, Megan. I mean, certainly that was not part of the aptitude test. No teachers or my, you know, parents or anybody was asking me at that age, Hey, what's most important to you? What are your values? And let's work backwards from that to figure out what it is that you could do with, with your life. I mean, um, yeah, those conversations were not happening. I think they are a little bit more now, but I am uh, making it my personal goal to, to make sure that <laughs> values becomes a, a household name. <laughs> it's what you were put here on this earth to do. That was your purpose. Yeah, I feel, I feel very strongly that, that you're exactly right. Yeah. It's very clear to that. I mean, you speak so perfectly on it and it just, it makes absolute clear sense it just you can see how everything was really flawed before and how this way is just a completely transformative way of self-assessment and self-fulfillment absolutely. absolutely it is yeah yep it's such a it's such a you know powerful tool it, it's just i guess for me i can't imagine operating without this it's just like you know when you know your values it's almost like God himself giving you this life map of everything that you should do specific to you on how to be happy, how to feel purposeful um, and fulfilled. I mean, it's just, it's, it's that clear and it, it works that easily. When you know your values, I mean, really um, everything else becomes very clear. How do you implement this? And I mean, like, what does your role look like essentially when you work with somebody? Yeah. Um, so in all my programs, um, I start with values first. Obviously I'm a big believer and advocate of getting clear on your values. So with everything I do, I always start with values. Like I said, when people feel like they have no sense of direction or any purpose in their life or business, it's usually because they don't know what their values are. So, um, I hear a lot of that, which usually brings people to me. And then we, we work on, you know, figuring out those values. And sometimes it's not easy to uncover what they are. Um, but that's, that's where it all starts. And do you just, do you coach? Do you have program? Yeah, I know you said you have oh, programs. I know you do many things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, to back up a little bit, I'll, I'll say that, yes, I do coach. We'll start with that. I, I am certainly a coach. Um, and the couple things that I have, I have found in the last couple of years of doing this work is that um, when I'm working with people, a lot of times I see that, you know, people in general, we're all so busy operating in this survival mode that we don't take the necessary time to consider, 
you know, what is most important to us. Um, and going a step even further, actually making the changes that would align our life with our values to be sure, you know, that we're working towards something that we actually care about and want. Secondly, um, and as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur myself, um, I've experienced what happens when your business grows and then your workload grows and so do your responsibilities and your team, et cetera, et cetera, until you find yourself, you know, overworked and overwhelmed and quite frankly, you know, over this idea of owning a business. And so from that, I spun out this creation of total accountability. And that's the name of the, the product, the, this new-ish program that I'll talk about specifically. Um, and of course it starts with identifying your values. And since this, this particular program is designed for business owners, we start with them determining their why, um, and their personal and professional long-term vision and their goals. So they create this vision by considering, you know, what they want from their business, from, you know, what kind of lifestyle that they want and what kind of role that they want to play in their business. And we do the same thing for their company. So we determine short and long-term goals and vision for the company. And we help the business owner create a team where everyone kind of buys in, takes ownership of, and supports that vision. Um, we streamline the process and work really closely with each team member to be sure um, that every person is in the right seat. That's a really, that's a really important piece of this. And uh, of course, it's important here to be sure that there are some shared values among the team members. So there's passion and um, value behind their work and their contribution to their company. Um, another component of the program too is performance. And so here we look at um, important data that drives the business's health. We create goals, assign uh, key performance indicators to be sure um, all, of our goal, all of our goals are super specific and we can track and measure their successes. Um, but what makes this program incredibly successful is the accountability piece. Um, because as the team develops and work toward goals, the appropriate team member will take ownership of the items that fall within their role responsibility. So um, they are accountable for those tasks in a weekly team meeting. And as those goals are accomplished, we will continue to form new goals. Um, so growth happens so quickly with this type of accountability because it doesn't allow for any kind of excuses or procrastination or any kind of wasting time. Um, and as part of this program too, I, I teach how to be you know, excellent at problem solving and you know, how to create these really important efficiencies, which um, basically, in, in summary, just puts the business on track to being the most successful and streamlined version of itself. Um, and I also offer the same version of total accountability to individuals in the form of a weekly phone call. Um, and that's where we discuss what they achieved that week, what is getting in their way, and what some of their to-do items are for the upcoming week to help them stay on track toward their goals. And I found that holding people accountable like this is extremely powerful. Um, obviously, none of us want to be called out, so it's a pretty powerful tool. Um, and a lot of times, um, many of us continue in what we know or in whatever our current routine is unless there's an expectation. Uh, and even if we want it for ourselves, we aren't as likely to stay on track if we don't have to account for our daily or weekly progress. So I'm super proud of this program just for the reason that I've witnessed so many people aligning their life with their values and finding you know true purpose and fulfillment and real happiness so um 
that is kind of the nuts and bolts of that particular, those particular programs. And, and honestly, they're, they're really incredible. So um, I'm excited about, about those and where we're at with them. Um, I, I'm just seeing a ton of, of progress and it's just really fun. That's such a blessing. And to be just effective and efficient. And like you said, that accountability and sometimes for people to have a bird's eye view of saying, Hey, like maybe this could be done a different way. Or have you thought about this is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Do you think Andrea that, so I'm listening to this. I'm not maybe a business owner. Maybe that's not where my values lie, but I have goals personally, physically, mentally, socially, whatever that is. Do you always say, if you have a goal, should we sit down and look at where those values lie first? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, because we want to make sure that the goals are, will get you to the place that you want to be, that will give you, you know, total fulfillment in your life, purposefulness and, and true happiness. So it all starts with your values first. You have to be clear on your values before you're able to really form these goals because we can't be intentional about our goals, which is really important without knowing what it is you're, you're working toward. So yeah, we, we always have to start with figuring out what your values are first. If somebody is saying, I have no idea what to do, but this sounds like a really good thing. I like this Andrea girl. Where can they find you? Sure. Um, so I am on Facebook and you can just find me at Andrea Kiesling. I'm also on Instagram, Andrea.Kiesling. Um, and then my email, and I also have a website, um, which is just andreakiesling.com. So try to make it pretty simpler, sim- simple there. Um, so you can find me in a couple different, a couple different places, including those, those spots. And all of that shared in the show notes. So you guys can just go and click on the little hyperlink and be directed right to Andrea and to all of the wisdom that she has and shares. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as we good. wrap up, I always ask a couple questions. They're not really rapid fire, but they're supposed to be, but they don't have <laughs> All right. Um, the first question that I always like to know is, what would you say is your super weapon? Mm, that's a good one. That's a good question. I would say creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. That's pretty sum up to the perfect, perfect <laughs> explanation. And the last is, what does being fierce mean to you? Wow, that's a good question too. I think just being relentless in the pursuit of what's most important to you. So determining your values, figuring out what is most important to you, and then not stopping until you get there. In the same way that you did when you were 15 and you were told a different path. Like, ah, oh, that doesn't exactly. <laughs> I'm the same person, I guess. <laughs> you encompasses you extremely well. Andrea, <laughs> this has been amazing. I always have a notepad when I'm sitting here because I just love to take notes. And it just, I haven't deep dived into my values as much as I'm now thinking that I should. So you are definitely mm-hmm. inspiring me to look at that and to realign and I know that so many of the listeners will feel that as well and resonate as well. So I appreciate so much what you do for obviously businesses and business owners, but what you truly do to just inspire every person because we shouldn't strive to be mediocre. Like you're meant for more and you give that to so many. So thank you. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you for this platform, Megan, for, you know, sharing all the ideas and, and thoughts that you have too. This is such an important and incredible space for us to just grow and, you know, increase our awareness and just be a better, a better version of ourselves. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I adore it. And I adore you. And thank you for being here. Thank you, Megan. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fears podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.